Welcome like to I, my I mind. To be my version of like Duncan Trussell's, you know, podcast. Just really weird. Uh. <laughs> well, anyways, we're live. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, welcome oh, back to the man. high kind. Uh, I'm Huntley. I'm with Andy and David. And uh, Andy is talking <laughs> about his mind. Yeah. The mind of wonders. The mind of wonders. <laughs> oh, is that what my mind is called now? The mind yes. of wonders. That's what mind. you should call call it. Mm-hmm. The hall of wonders. Now it sounds like a like a super a superhero hangout. I like that better. <laughs> my mind is where superheroes hang out. Yes, that's accurate. Well, what have you two been up to since we last spoke? David, you first. Oh man, I have been uh, working on a collection of ghost stories, short stories. So that has been interesting. Um, yeah, I and I am. That will come to fruition in the near future. Uh, I don't know. I'm also very drunk, so you know I'm gonna space out. Uh, like I am right perfect. now. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. Um, yeah. I'm, so ha- I am, I'm half. I'm should, half asleep. So this should be a good one. Yeah. 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 We're all yeah. in the right mindset for this. Oh yeah. <sighs> Woo! I've been uh, I've been doing artwork this week. Um, after my crazy week before that, but I got back to it. I've been working on a piece of Ganesha, and I'm doing a a series of art pieces. Um, they're like altar pieces is one I want them to be kind of for uh, altars and people, but it's like focusing on a lot of the protective gods and things like that. So nice. Yeah. Very cool. I, my sleep schedule is kind of fucked right now. Hmm. Uh, Me too. So, like sometimes I'm going to bed at like nine in the morning and sometimes I'm going to bed at five in the afternoon and I'm waking up and that's why we started a little later because I was like, I don't know where I'm at. I am right now. <laughs> I hate when that shit happens. Like yeah. over quarantine, that totally happened because Jamie yeah. and I both were just like, "What day is it? What hour yeah, is that?" I have no, cl- I have no clue. I have no clue. And I tried my best. I like drank Red Bull, uh, several cups of coffee, stuff, just trying to push myself to stay awake, but. <clears throat> Like five o'clock, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna take like a two hour nap." I'm like, "Well, it's midnight now." Yep, that happens. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah, so just trying to uh, get back into like a normal, well, semi-normal for me because I work from home, um, and like I don't mind sleeping in till like eleven or noon. <laughs> <laughs> But when I'm sleeping in until like five o'clock in the afternoon or like yeah. four, I'm just like, no, no, this sucks. That's a problem. Yeah. I don't like, I have like no life. I don't see any daylight except for like 6 a.m. I'm kind of like that right now, like a little, but it's like biphasic. My body just went biphasic. So I sleep for four hours and then later on, I sleep for like two hours or something. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I sleep in sh- yeah. I sleep in shifts. I like sleep like four hours here, and then I'll sleep four hours later. I'm just trying yeah, to like weird. if I could just get a solid six hours. 
I'm yeah. cool. I'm really cool. Yeah. Like I can go on like six hours, but right now everything's just fucked. But anyways, that I'm going to lead. I'm uh, talking about some <laughs> creepy shit tonight before I go on more rants of my personal problems. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to set the stage here. I'm going to try to create dramatic effect <clears throat> yeah. as best as I can. Uh, so imagine you are fast asleep when you hear your doorbell ringing at 3 a.m. That would be no issue for me right now because I'm up at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, easy. But yeah. as, you, as you're wandering around clumsily hitting shit in the hallway, you get this strange sense of terror that you didn't have before. And the closer you get to the door, the deeper that sinking dread takes over. And you keep on hearing the doorbell ring. And as you slowly start to turn the door handle, you hear one little last ring of that doorbell. And when you open the door, you see two young children, their hair just messy, disheveled, their skin pale. And they turn to look at you and they ask if they can come in because they are lost and they stare at you. And you realize something just quite isn't right. But they insist that you invite them in anyways. And as and as you finally just realize it, you realize that they have black eyes. These are the black-eyed children. They're a paranormal encounter that many people believe have different origins ranging from, I've read, ghosts, demons, even aliens. And most people that have encountered these children describe them ranging from the ages of like eight to maybe at their preteens. Some have claimed to see ones as old as 16, but I don't know how you would... Like, it's not like you're going, oh, hey, little demon child, can I see, like, your learner's permit so I can confirm your age? Like, how the fuck would you know it's 16? That's that's a good question. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like I, and, see, I see college students, and I think they're in junior high. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, like freshman college kids, students, I'm like, uh-uh. kids that age, like, you can't reliably tell anyone's age if they're under, like, 16. Yeah, no, like. They all look totally different. Yeah, high school students look like, you know, middle schoolers to me. So I don't know how, like, the people are getting this. Like, oh, this one looks 16. But anyways, usually they're encountered in pairs with one being older than the other. And they're seen wandering around roadsides, asking for rides, panhandling at times. And, like, on some cases, they arrive on people's front doorsteps. And this is, like... Usually, it's creepy to have anything walk on your doorstep. And But the thing I appreciate about the Black Eyed Children encounters I see is they seem to have some consistency. And the mm. people that claim to have seen them say that their clothes are extremely dated and at best mm. out of season. And some have reported basically see them, seeing them wear like Mennonite-style clothing. And they have like bowl cuts. Like the boys have bowl cuts. Yeah. And... It kind of just reminds me of Village of the Damned. Like, you guys have seen Village of the Damned. Uh, I have not. I you know, do not. Little creepy, ki- little creepy psychic kids. No, Look like Mennonites themselves. Interesting. It's an old movie. Like, it's mm-hmm. like old horror movie. And then they made like a remake with Christopher Reeves. But anyways. <laughs> I'm going to watch that now. <laughs> no, I, I, I liked both versions, honestly. I've watched the classic and I've watched the newer one. Mm-hmm. But though it's been speculated that these beings are psychic in nature and that they can dominate a normal human's mind and impose its will to convince you to let them in. And they don't seem to really communicate with each other outside of just like eye looks, like which makes me think that they are psychic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. but when they do talk, 
They have a strange speech pattern from what people say. That's another consistency I've seen is that they seem to use like redundant phrasing and they use slang that is outdated, like their clothes, and they become more pushy and aggressive when they're denied their entry. Hmm. And another common theme I see is that everybody feels just sheer terror when they encounter the black eyed children. Like everybody it's just like just gets an overwhelmed sense of dread. And yeah. I'm gonna go over like some supposed encounters that I've read that and it everybody seems to just be like they just see the kids and they're just like, fuck this. It, does anything bad I mean I might be oh yeah dead. oh yeah <laughs> okay i was gonna say like if there's people surviving to tell these stories like maybe most these of the are just the lucky ones i guess yeah most of the time people like the last story i'm going to tell you that there's there's like long-term implications of them actually letting the black eyed children in mm, yeah mm-hmm. never turns out good <clears throat> yeah but most of the stories people just see them and they're just like I don't like this. I'm out. And I'm going to, I'll start off with just basically the first real big entry. Like there's been rumors of the black eyed children since the eighties, but it didn't really start taking off until around the late nineties with a journalist in Texas named Brian Bethel. He is basically considered the godfather of the documentation of the black eyed children. But yeah. Brian Bethel was a journalist with the Abilene, uh, a newspaper uh, and was sitting in his car outside the local cable company. He was trying to pay his cable bill. He was using the light of the nearby theater marquee to write a check for an overnight drop box. When they approached, there was a knock on my driver's side window. Bethel wrote about this incident, two young boys somewhere between nine to 12 and dressed in hooded pullover stood outside. Bethel rolled the window down slightly, expecting the kids to ask him for money, but he immediately felt incomprehensible, soul-wracking fear. A conversation ensued between one boy, a somewhat suave, olive-skinned, curly-headed young man, and myself, Bethel said. The one, a red-headed, pale-skinned, freckled young man, stayed in the background. The boy explained that they wanted to see Mortal Kombat, but had forgotten their money at home and asked if they could get a ride. Now... I don't know why anybody. What Mortal Kombat rated R, or was it PG thirteen? It was R. It was R. That's my thought. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. <laughs> well, I, was, time, yeah. I was thinking like, well, yeah, I guess back then, because <clears throat> yeah. I mean, movie yeah. ratings are different nowadays. But... You remember? You remember the big hoopla over the uh, the actual video game? You know, oh, yeah, like, right. the violence. Oh, the animated blood and gore. Oh my! Yeah. Oh my! Yeah. Clutch my pearls and like all the politicians being like, "We need to ban this game." Al Gore's wife like yeah. spearheaded that. I little think. did they, little did they know, like ten years later, Grand Theft Auto would come out, yeah. which is significantly which much worse. And postal worse, like, with the reaction. <laughs> do you think they overreacted to Mortal Kombat more or Grand Theft Auto? Mm. I, I think they overreacted really... to both. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, comparatively. But more. Comparatively. I feel, like, I feel like Grand Theft Auto was just like, they made it out it to be the ridiculous. world was ending. Whereas, like, yeah. Mortal Kombat, it kind of felt like this is an abomination against God or something, right? I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, that's just that's I was, what I remember. I don't know. I, I would say probably Grand Theft Auto. Because everybody was losing their shit about that for, like, years. 
Yeah. Uh, just more more shit to be outraged at without like you know doing a thing it's just fucking grandstanding at this point yeah yeah that's my take on it but bethel felt felt the irrational fear growing and he looked at the marquee and then down at the clock on his dashboard the last showing of mortal Kombat had already started if he gave the kids a ride anywhere the movie would be nearly over by the time they returned to the theater all the while the spokesman uttered assurances bethel wrote it it wouldn't take long they were just two little kids they didn't have a gun or anything the last part was a bit unearthing when bethel noticed that the hand was on the door yeah, like basically the kid had its hand on the door after saying, hey, man, we don't got a gun. First, what the fuck? If anybody tells me that they don't have a gun, <laughs> I think okay. they have a fucking gun. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah, like <laughs> if if I pulled in like just any parking lot and somebody was like, hey, man, I don't have a gun. I'd be like, you know what? I'm driving away. You can very well not have a gun. But the fact that you told me I don't have a gun, I'm out. Yeah. I'm more yeah. likely to believe you, you don't have a gun if you say I have a gun for some reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. The opposite. Like, I have a gun. True. Can I have five dollars? <laughs> so imagine like two little kids coming up to your car and just being like, hey, give us a ride. We don't have a gun. And they start pulling on your door. <laughs> no. So like Bethel basically hit the lock, pulled away, and looked, and then looked back at the boy outside the window. In the short time, I had broken the gates of the spokesman. Something had changed, and my mind exploded in a vortex of all-consuming terror. Both boys stared at me with cold black eyes, the sort of eyes one sees these days on aliens or bargain basement vampires on late-night television, soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. He began to panic, but he tried to appear calm. He apologized and made excuses on why he couldn't help them. He put his car in reverse and began to roll up the window. My fear must have been evident. The boy in the back wore a confused look. The spokesman banged sharply on the window as he rolled it up, and his words full of anger echoed in my mind and tell us, okay, let us in. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. You always tell when a writer of like, uh, yeah. When someone, when people have like these personal experiences, you can always tell when they're like a writer for a living because he's a journalist. Exactly. You know, exactly. it's so poetic, like the mm-hmm. telling of it. Yeah, I like the the bargain basement vampires. That's sick. And the bargain I, I was like basement a, vampire. You like you can t- yeah that the, that right there. I was like, all right, you're clearly a writer. I drove out of the parking lot in blind fear, and I'm surprised I didn't sideswipe a car or two along the way. I stole a quick look in my rearview mirror before peeling out into the night. The boys were gone. Even if they had run, I don't believe there was any place they could have hidden from my view that quickly. Mm. But don't worry, they don't have a gun. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. at least they don't have a gun. That's At least they don't have a gun. Gotta look on the bright side. <laughs> Yeah. Now, Bethel shared the story with a small group of friends on an email list in 1998. The story spread exponentially, and from there, it became one of the earliest internet urban legends. The phenom eventually took on the name of the Black Eyed Children, the Black Eyed Kids, or simply B-E-K. And there have been a lot of similar encounters reported since Bethel's story first made headlines. 
What did I see? Bethel wrote in 2013, your guess is literally as good as anyone's. I've had everything from vampires to demons to ghosts to aliens to somewhat detailed hallucination posted as possibilities. Another question lingered. What would happen if someone opened the door and let the kids into their home? Or if Bethel had given the kids a ride? And Bethel, you know, responded as, as much as I still don't know about what happened that night and why, here's one thing I do know. It's a gut feeling, but one of these, but one that rises to a level of almost certainty. If I had given the spokesman and his friend a ride on that night, I don't think I'd be here to type this now. Now, Man, the next re- right. He's probably right. The next reported case was Bethel's friend who lived in Oregon. John Northwood was one of uh, Brian's online friends who was a pagan rights coordinator organization called Spirit. Brian Bethel claims that he never told his friend about this encounter, yet this is an interaction they had towards the end of the same year. It takes place over the chat. It starts with John asking the chat, do they really believe in ghosts and kids with funny eyes, and then launches into his own anecdote about the group of black-eyed children. And basically, he had a similar experience to John, uh, to Brian Bethel of why, where he saw them in just like an empty parking lot. And they did the same thing to him, and he peeled away. Mm-hmm. So what are you guys' thoughts on that? David, you should go first on all of this because I am very well versed in this. <laughs> so go ahead. Oh, <laughs> um, holy. Just to play devil's advocate, did... So you know how like you have the like different colored contacts, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming those didn't exist for like your entire eye to color your entire eyes black back in the eighties. I'm assuming that wasn't a thing. This was ninety six, I think, right? Yeah, it was ninety it was ninety six. Yeah. It was ninety six. Okay. But I don't think they um, did then, no. I don't but I could be wrong. Yeah, I have no I I don't know shit about fashion and I feel maybe like- in Hollywood, but I don't know if you could buy them. Like you can. Mm, true. Uh, I was gonna yeah. say if that's the case, like, but I don't know the the overwhelming like sense of fear, and then to have for that to leave the kind of impact to write about it years later, and then like share the story, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. It, it's it's kind of interesting, I guess, with a lot of i don't know you know more about like specific entities but that seems to be a common theme with like any kind of entity is they'll have some kind of direct impact on your your psyche or your perception Mm -hmm. of the world or something and maybe these black-eyed children do that with emotion but on the spectrum of fear like exclusively Mm -hmm. um what they want i don't know Uh, i mean it could be possession that's, I think that's like the easiest guess for me. That's my initial thoughts. Yeah. I like that term spectrum of fear. It kind of reminds me, well, kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of like uh, in the Green Lantern you know, universe, you know, you have the lantern cores and they all have their, their emotional spectrum and fear is one of them. <clears throat> that's very mm-hmm. interesting idea. Yeah. I mean, they do feed off of that too. So uh, <laughs> my, thoughts on it um so think about brian bethel he's he is currently the most famous example as far as like um of the black eyed uh children interaction he's considered a lot of people think that he started the whole thing um he did uh uh, before he did run a paranormal newsletter mm -hmm. yeah 
Well, the thing is, there are. Well, I'll go. I can go into it later. But there are historical examples of these black-eyed kids too, and they're pretty interesting. Um, but the uh, the thing with him, he. I don't think he's the origin of them. I think he's just kind of like the person in our era that's bringing it back into our consciousness, basically kind of thing. He, I think he did have that kind of genuine experience because people who are very into the paranormal are usually into it for a reason. <clears throat> and, you know, it's kind of like manifestation. The more you're like working towards and desiring and trying to manifest this uh, supernatural experiences, the more likely you're probably going to have them, mm-hmm. um, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it. I don't think necessarily him being a paranormal writer or anything like that is Should a. Discount it. I don't think so. No, I gotcha. I but, gotcha. <clears throat> not in my opinion. Yeah, I just wanted. To, I wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I mean, it has to be taken into consideration. Yeah. But, uh, at the same time, I don't really count it as a strike personally. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, and, and I'm on the fence to it. Uh, like. I'm with you that there's been lots of historical stuff of things that are similar enough to the black eyed children that could be the black eyed children. So I'm not completely throwing away Bethel's encounter or that he, because he writes a newsletter that, you know, Mm -hmm. specialized in the paranormal. I just want to put it out there just to seem like I am being kind of unbiased. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Good idea. But yeah. Yeah, in my, in my opinion, is I'm not counting it against him. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you a couple more stories, and this is uh, I labeled this one the bouncer type. You can tell I was half asleep when I wrote this. Um, <laughs> just like the note, bouncer type. This one happened in early 2010. I was walking home from work and found myself escorting a young lady to her car. She asked me to escort her, and I was hoping I'd talk her into a drink or two. I had already had a few myself. Hope I'd get a number or possibly get laid that night. I'm not going to lie. She was kind of hot, but no shit, though. She looks scared. Not a writer. (laughs) This guy is not Not a writer. Not a writer. Not a writer to this one. I kept walking with her and she was trying to and was trying to at least coax her out of what she was so worried about. She would only comment about some really creepy looking kids who were following her being that we were in downtown Seattle area. This could amount to anything. I guess Seattle. David, you lived in Seattle. Do they have weird Mennonite children wandering at night? Not that I saw. Not that, not that you're aware of. <laughs> not that I'm aware of, no. And I have been no. like out uh, all hours of the night. No. no. I never noticed any demon yeah. children. I've seen more any cre- weird experiences. Sorry. <laughs> Segway. Did you ever have any weird experiences there? Or anything like supernatural? Not supernatural. Definitely weird, no. but not supernatural. <laughs> but not, not supernatural. <laughs> yeah, no. same. It's, yeah, my... my I gotta say this. I've had I've seen more creepy looking children in the South than I ever saw out west. I'm just gonna put that out there, and I say this as a Southerner. Oh God! <laughs> I I did I did I did not go into any inbreeding or anything like that. I'm oh, just no. saying that I've seen some creepy bowl cut kids with the name Malachi that made me go, oh, this is kind of sus. No. Oh, <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> what kind of parent would name their child Malachi? I want to know. Oh, a biblical oh. parent. 
that too. After I, I guess, after I read yeah. you the bouncer story, I will tell you the story of like a creepy thing that I was just like. I was with I was with uh Matt, who we all know. And oh. yeah. And I was in, in <clears throat> deep rural country. <laughs> God oh, no. Boy. And forward to that. this is not good. I'll tell you the story after this. So we kept walking and talking. I just kept looking behind us to see if the little fuckers were in tow. Nothing popped out of the ordinary. And then she grabs my arm really hard and whispered, that's them. They were about half a block in front of us, just standing there and looking at her. So I do the prudent thing to which is cross over to the street. I make sure to, I lock eyes with the big one. And I keep in mind once I get the lady to her car and then I give them an earful about being a couple little shits for scaring a lone woman in a metro area. I didn't get scared or anything, but I did notice something strange. They did not break eye contact. Mind you, I don't look like the kind of guy you want to fuck with. <laughs> Honestly, it's an unconscious front since I'm a bit shy. My look reminds me of either a skinhead or a club bouncer. The black this tanker boots. <laughs> Dude, this guy I, sounds like a dick. I'm not going to yeah, lie. <laughs> yeah. Black tanker boots and Van Dyke mixed with the above. Don't make me look like a person... <laughs> to fuck with either people break <laughs> eye contact with me constantly this dude is really trying hard to present himself as like fucking alpha as shit yep yeah God. he is but the ego. The yeah ego. these two yeah these two kids didn't so he got punked by kids like all his big fucking working out pumping iron and fucking wearing like combat boots trying to seem like he's a badass he gets punked out by two little children <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But he said totally that was a red flag for me. I finally got this woman to a car. She said, thank you. And I made sure to tell her where the local police station was at. The Seattle West Precinct was only about five blocks away from where we were at. And then apparently she did go to the cops, but they found nothing in the area. Oh. Now, before I get into the other story. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about that one. I know, I know. It was yeah. very it was like I I added that story because the ridiculousness of the narrator. It was a good story. Not sure. a writer. Not, Not a, writer. a writer at all. No, so no. one time I was in a small rural area with uh, my very good friend. And I was uh, at a small community center. Like, it was literally just this wooden building with two rooms. One was a kitchen, and one was a small little, like, auditorium that they had. And everybody from this little community was there. Like, and they had all these different contests. And I looked at my friend, and I said, I feel like I'm a part of a horror movie. Because it's a small little town. Like, I think this area had maybe like 50 people that lived in it, and they were all there with their family. And they had like the most ugly baby contest. These mothers <laughs> brought their small babies onto this little stage, and people voted on how ugly they were. What Wait, the they were they literally what? Yes. Yes! I thought you were like being sarcastic at first. No, but, oh my no, God. I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> but I looked at my friend. And I was just like, this is some creepy shit. I feel like I'm in some horror movie. 
where it's like super religious folk about to fucking just go on a cannibal streak. And I was like, if I hear the name Malachi, we're peacing out. And I kid you fucking not. I kid fucking not. The next baby's name I heard was they were just like, now introducing baby Malachi. And I legit, I legit looked at him. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm gone. I was oh just like, God. I'm fucking out. Oh, dude. And all the and on my way to the car. They didn't even have a PA system or microphone. It was just some old woman yelling really loud enough where everybody in this room could hear. But as I was walking to my car, I heard next up, baby Damien. And I was just like, I made the right decision. <laughs> oh, no. I've made the right decision of just being like, I'm out. How long ago was this? Oh, probably 10 to 15 years ago. It was like right. It was like maybe, maybe. Yeah. About at least 12 years, at least 12 years. And uh, why were you at this place to begin with? I didn't catch that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just kind of ended up there with, uh, well, you know, you know, in my adventures, I've befriended lots of strange folk, me and Matt. Yes. Befriended lots of strange folk that sometimes uh-huh. are in the country. And was it a girl? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I think it was just like a, a, a guy. Uh, I think it was like a guy we met, and okay. then we just kind of, you know, he was like, "Hey, we're having this barbecue here," and that's a perfect setup for a horror movie, right there. Is we befriend this guy, and he's like, "Hey, I'm having this barbecue," and we go to the something strange wicker little town. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's why I feel validated that I left that day. Oh, not the bees. Not the bees. I have a weird it has nothing to do with this, but this just reminded me of one of my neighbors like across the street. It was a fucking Okay. This <laughs> has nothing to do with black eyed children, but uh no, it was just this uh I don't know, I was doing some fucking yard work in the front yard and um this uh this old black guy like uh 70 80 years old or something just like walks up and starts talking to me and we were like standing next to the mailbox and he was just like going on about uh his time when like the civil rights movement and stuff he's like i don't care what color your skin is and whatever he was like getting all handsy with me a little bit like putting his hand on my shoulder and i was like it's a little bit weird but okay maybe this guy is just like really friendly and mm. then just like dead ass in the middle of the conversation, he's like, I got to take a piss. And I was like, OK, this is my oh. cue to be like, all right, well, I'll see you later. Well, you'll catch up at some point. He's like, no, I'll just take a piss right here. I don't give a shit. And he pulled down his pants and started peeing on the mailbox. <laughs> and I was like, and I, there's like traffic going by while this is happening. And I'm just standing yeah. there. I'm like, what? What do you even do? What do those you moments, do? <laughs> no, those those moments where you're like, is oh. this real? Oh no, is this and it gets yeah. it gets it gets better because at oh. the end of the like hour long conversation, he's like, "Hey, I'm having a birthday party in a couple months. I, there's gonna be like 50 people there. I'm gonna have a bunch of friends and family, and I want you to be there, man. You seem like a really cool dude." I'm like, "Okay, I'll be there." Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's like if that makes you go away yeah i'll be there sure <laughs> did you go no fuck oh that God. okay i just wanted to check oh, no 
No, absolutely not. David. Oh, yeah, my God. sure. See you there, buddy. Sure, sure. I'll come to your birthday party. Just put your dick away, man. Just put your dick away. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it takes. Uh, whatever it takes. Pants. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So here's another story. This is about a gas station. And a gas station attendant in Northeast Louisiana had a terrifying, terrifying encounter in November 2012. The gas station was creepy enough to begin with at 3 a.m., but then the power went out. Led by the light of his cell phone, the attendant was able to get the generators going. But the backup lighting was dim and only lit up certain areas, like the cash area and the parking lot. And while the rest of the isolated establishment was cloaked in black out in the that darkness, he noticed three children on bikes were heading his way. I wonder if they were just like, we don't have guns as they're riding up. <laughs> <laughs> you hear like their little bell oh and you like God. they have cards in their fucking uh, wheels spoke. So it sounds like motorcycles. They, they, they're rolling up in Mennonite clothing, looking like the fucking Kmart road warriors. And it's just like, we don't have knives and guns. We're not going to oh kill God. you. I We're promise. not going to kill you. Kmart. <laughs> Anyways, they stood at the door and stared at the attendant. He felt creeped out, but they were just kids and it was way too late for them to be out. That would, that would be enough to creep me out, too. If I saw like three kids riding on a bike at 3 a.m., I'd be like, this isn't right. Somebody call. Yeah. Somebody call. Uh, Somebody called DHS. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's a TSA right here. Stat. Yeah. 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 Somebody, somebody call the social worker, please. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He opened the door and asked if they were okay. The young girl asked to use a phone, but he handed over his cell phone and he realized her eyes were all black and she said, no, I need the real one. She pointed at the landline inside. The thought of letting her inside sent chills up his spine. He shouted at all of them to leave as he slammed and locked the door. The children stood there a bit longer, silently staring at him through the glass with their solid black eyes. Then they got on their bikes and disappeared back into the darkness. The next morning, the attendant was eager to go through the surveillance footage. Unfortunately, the power outage cut the cameras off, and they didn't boot back up with the generator. He had nothing to approve the events that took place. I wouldn't let them in either. Hell no. It's a a very common theme that they are always asking for some reason to get inside you know it's the old vampire myth right you know it's the same concept you have to invite them in because your space is like energetically tied to you so it's your your space your house wherever you are the most has the most of your energy kind of in it if that makes sense so it's kind of like an extension of you a little bit Mm -hmm. energetically so when you let them into your house you're letting them into you if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Uh yeah Mm -hmm. And that's that'll segue into the final story before we start spouting theories and talking about strange incidences that happen in our lives. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm sure you are. <laughs> so this is the final one. One couple who lived in a rural area in Vermont reported one case that is a little different and had consequences of actually letting the children in. And this one comes from Weekend Weird. 
if you haven't gone to their site, it's pretty awesome. All sorts of paranormal yeah. and stuff. It's great. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm just going to read you what the wife said. I, li- I lived just outside of a rural town in Vermont. It's a tight-knit community where everyone knows one another, and the people don't lock their doors at night. There has never been a need to. A little over a year ago, I woke up because I heard a loud banging on my front door. At the time, my husband and I lived in a small home on a dirt road just off the rural route into town. It was the middle of a snowstorm, and the nearby hills could get very slippery in the snow. So I thought someone might have had, might have been in an accident and broken down. It's happened before. When I looked outside the window, I could see that the motion spotlight was on. I could also see that there were footprints in the snow that had come from our road and into our driveway, but there was no car anywhere. The snow was still covering the road, and no one had driven on it for at least a couple of hours. Our front door was obscured from the window, but I could see that there was someone standing there. I wasn't sure what to think. So I woke my husband up just to feel safer while I was telling him what was going on. The banging on the door started, and my husband went to answer it while I stood in the hallway. When he opened the door, there were two children standing in the snow looking towards the ground. They were a boy and a girl and could not have been more than eight years old. They were dressed strangely and had odd haircuts. The girl's hair was very long and straight, and the boy had a dated haircut that looked almost like a bowl cut. They weren't dressed for winter, and my first thought was they. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I'm like, no, it's fine. (laughs) They must have been Mennonite children, but as far as I know, there was never a large community of Mennonites near us. Thinking back on it, I know that my normal reaction to seeing children in a snowstorm would have been to rush them inside, bundle them up with some blankets and hot cocoa. She's way nicer than I am. I would have been yeah, like, that's not my first impulse. Fuck? Yeah, no, my first yeah. impulse is like, where the fuck are your parents and are they about to rob me? Yeah. A good point. Yeah. 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 I, I think I, I think that's the difference between us that have lived in cities and people who have never lived in cities. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, nah, fuck that. Like when I when I go mm. to small towns, when I go to small towns and I see everybody hugging one another and just being like, I'm just like, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, somebody tries to hug I me. Wor- I think they're about to stab me. If I I've if worked I down, only uh, downtown for too long. <laughs> same, yeah, yeah, same. I worked. Yeah. I worked in the heart of a city for years. Fuck that! Like, Mm-mm. I think everybody has a knife. They, like yeah. even the t- even the tiny old man in the suit. I'm just like he could stab me. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. he he's probably seen some shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the perfect uh, front, too. That's perfect front. Little old white dude with like a with a bowl cut named Malachi, just being like, "Come here, I'd like to give you a hug." That that's that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. But anyways, thinking back on it, my husband looked at me like, "What do I do?" And I asked where the parents were. The children were very unnerving. They didn't make eye contact at all. But when I asked where their parents were, they responded. They will be here soon. It was around 2 o'clock in the morning, and at this point, the only reasonable thought in my head was that there must have been some sort of accident or these kids got lost. As my instincts told me not to bring them inside, I did it anyways. Done fucked up there. Done fucked up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Rip. Yeah. I went into the kitchen to make them some hot cocoa while my husband took them into the living room. While I was fixing the kettle, I could hear my husband talking to the children. He was asking them if they were okay, where they came from, and how far they had walked. If their parents' car were broken down, things like that. But they always answered, our parents will be here soon. And they spoke in a sing-songy voice. And they weren't afraid to be in the stranger's home at all. I started to notice that our cats... We had four. We're all hiding except for Pigeon, who was in the kitchen with me. Normally, our cats are very curious and friendly, and we have been careful that they don't run out the door when they leave. This time, none of them even tried to see who was here, which I thought was very strange at the time. All the hair on Pigeon's neck was standing up, and his tall tail was puffed up while he looked into the living room. And while I bent down to pet him, and see what was wrong. He hissed and started growling and backed up until he hid himself under the kitchen island. I had never seen it before. When I walked back into the living room, the kids were sitting on the couch, as still as can be, but my husband was holding his head in his hands. I asked him what was wrong. He said he just felt very dizzy all of a sudden, but he was fine. I turned back to the children to give them the cocoa, but when they looked at me, I gasped. It took everything inside of me not to drop the mugs and run away. When they looked up at me, their eyes were completely black. They had no whites, just giant, giant black pupils. When I saw that I was, When they saw that I was scared, they stood up and asked if they could use the bathroom. I tried to be as composed as I could be and showed them down the hall. They went into the bathroom together, and I hurried back to my husband to ask if he had seen them, seen their eyes. He had seen them, too, and said that it looked like his brother's badly bruised eyes after a car accident. We were in the middle of talking about the, whose children they could be when my husband's nose started to bleed. He'd never had nosebleeds as long as I had known him. I just knew inside myself that something that this had something to do with the kids in the bathroom, and I started crying while I tried to run to get my husband some tissue. And it gets better. Mm-hmm. And that's when the power went out. I heard my <clears throat> husband yell my name from the living room as I started to walk back through the hallway. I stopped dead in my tracks. The chil- two children were standing at the end of the hallway, and they weren't moving, and I'd never been so scared in my life. They just stood there in the dark. After what felt like forever, the boy said, our parents are here. And they walked to the door, opened it, and walked out, leaving it wide open. My husband jumped up to go close it and almost fell over. We looked out the window and saw two men standing by a black car idling at the end of our driveway. The men looked like they were wearing black colored suits and were very tall, at least six feet. When my husband waved at them, they just stared at us, got in the car, and drove away. Our power came back on a half an hour later, but nothing was the same after that. Over the next few months, three of our cats went missing. We can only assume that they ran away somewhere and never came back, but the worst thing was coming home to find Pigeon in a puddle of blood on the living room floor. He looked as if he had been vomiting blood. The vet told us that he had some sort of hemorrhage. After my husband's nosebleeds became a regular occurrence, we went to see the doctor. He didn't know what to make of it other than dry nasal passages. But my husband was diagnosed with an aggressive form of skin cancer. When the doctor asked if he used any tanning beds, we both thought he was joking, but apparently this kind of melanoma is linked to overuse of indoor tanning. The doctor thinks he will recover, but doesn't understand how it got so bad so quickly. My husband has never worked an outdoor job and spends relatively little time in the sun. Plus, you're in Vermont. It's not exactly like you're 
yeah. Tanny all the time. Since we let the black-eyed kids inside our home, I've also suffered from regular dizzy spells and nosebleeds on a regular basis. I've had other issues, which I won't mention here, but trust me when I say I'm suddenly in the worst condition of my life and no one can do anything about it. I know that all of this is because I let the black-eyed children into my home. We've told everyone we could about the strange kids that showed up that night, but no one else saw them. And some laugh at how we were scared of the Mennonite kids, but we know what we saw. I wish my husband had never opened the door. Feel free to, this is how she ends it. Feel free to publish this as a warning to others about the black-eyed kids. My advice would be to lock your doors, call the police, and wait for morning. Don't make the same mistake that we did. Yeah. <clears throat> Thoughts, David? Uh, that's super fucked. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I... So all of, all of these occurrences happened at night. Mm-hmm. Normally. Yeah. Um... But not all. I think there's a few I've heard that <clears throat> weren't necessarily, but often, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, if, like, if it was at night only, it would be easier to say vampires of some sort. But if it's also, if there's also cases during the day, then that probably rules that out. I, there's a bunch of cases of different varieties they all have the similar children looking the same speaking weird uh and the, just the tension of the people that f- interact with them mm-hmm. but there are some day there are some day occurrences okay. but yeah, uh you're more There's likely deeply to- disturbing ones too uh, oh yeah 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 Which- i ca- i tried to keep this as light Terrible, like yeah. unnerving, but on the lighter end. Yeah, like right. one person got trapped in like a time loop with it or something. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. I was like, "That's fucked up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or something weird like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there's like time travel, dude. I don't know. It's it's some kind of well, demon. The ones I heard were like on so astonishing legends again great podcast but they had a whole three-parter on the uh black eyed kids and there's a few other i think dan cummins his uh, his times time suck or whatever podcast i think that he did a bunch of uh black eyed kids stuff too and then that got me into actually researching you know it on my own but uh yeah no there's um all kinds of crazy things but i try to focus on the ones where there's actually people like either being interviewed or there's some kind of collaboration where they can talk to the person's friends and you know what I mean? That kind of thing and yeah. actually investigate it a little bit. I yeah. much prefer yeah. those because people went really crazy with the creepy pasta with black eyed kids. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So. For sure. <clears throat> yeah. That, that's, trust. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the problem mm-hmm. is especially with like creepy pasta being so prevalent. Yeah. Is that like all these legends now, even like the small, even like old school ones like Loch Ness Monster and like Bigfoot have been turned into creepypastas. And the black eyed children are already unnerving enough Mm -hmm. that I can see why it would be fertile ground to write creepypasta or no sleep stories. 
Yeah, for sure. And it's the easiest way for people to explain that it is it's just creepy pasta, and then it's Brian Bethel started it. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's, yeah, it's easy to discount <laughs> it. You, that's why I brought up that like he did write a paranormal newsletter. Exactly. Yeah, but I'm gonna actually go into the other the ancient myths that you know you know me my wheelhouse yeah. uh, on them. Well, but, go for it. Go for it. All right. Well, hold on one second. <laughs> you have anything else, David? For I... I don't. I'm at a loss for words. I think it's some kind of demon. Honestly, that's that's all I got. Ding ding ding. All right. So <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting themes with these. They often show up in weird, like, the one, I think, yeah, I, I don't think I'm misremembering this, but, like, the one at the gas station was, I think it was at a gas station, the one that was in, like, a time loop or something. Um, and that one was really weird. I, th- I think it, there was something, like, messed up with time with that one. Um, and then a lot, a lot of them happen in Walmart parking lots like (laughs) ones that can be like investigated and backed up and like that kind of thing a little bit like Uh walmart lots most of the time these things don't appear on security cameras both the adult versions and the children versions uh yeah like every many cases of that uh again ones that can be verified and stuff like that so, some of them can't. Sorry. No, I, got go ahead. I got to throw a joke out there. <laughs> okay, do you, do your joke and then I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Walmart parking lots. Have you been to a Walmart? Like, I've been to Walmart late at night. At 2 a.m.? Fuck yep. yes, I have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So... I can imagine... I, 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 this is going to be This is going to be dark, but I can imagine some, you know... Bruised up kids in a Walmart parking lot at 3 a.m. Oh, creeping up on you. Oh god! I'm sorry, I can't. Oh, boy. you went dark. You went real <laughs> oh, dark. I did. Oh, Oof. god. Well, I'm also. I was also gonna go dark, but not like that. I was gonna say like, if a lot of these have been confirmed at Walmart parking lots, then <laughs> maybe these are like the souls of like. Uh, like children who have died on like factory floors or some shit. Wait. <laughs> I don't know. Dude. They met the, the black guy children come from the Kathy Lee Gifford collection. <laughs> oh no! no. Like possessed objects. Oh, they're all possessed God. objects, and that's why they're just like, <laughs> I don't have a gun. <laughs> I don't have a gun. As they're wandering around. Was there wandering around Mar- uh, Walmart parking lots and like, take me to the Waffle House? That would explain why their clothes and shit are so outdated. Yeah, because right? Kathy Lee Gifford collection, old, completely yeah, this is the old this fashioned, is... right out of date. Oh my god, they were cracked. God, up. god, this All is right, dark. Andy. All right, Andy, take <laughs> us, take us back to the ancient route before me and David like go full white trash <laughs> on this. <laughs> yes. Oh god, that that one hurt my heart. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a rough one. All right. I couldn't help but laugh though. Um let's see. So yeah, that's a, another weird thing. But you know, as you notice, they don't seem to know what time they're in. 
uh, one of the things they'll often the clothing's often the tip off and style and stuff. But the, one of the things they'll some, they've been re- noted to do is ask to come in and use the telegram. Uh, they showed up in clothing from like the 30s and 40s and stuff before. Um, they tend to be able to mimic what kind of like, um, kind of like maybe mirror or something like racial relation in some way from what I've seen. Um, maybe that's a way to trigger some kind of empathy on a, like a primal level and the human animal part of part of us, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Cause mm-hmm. you know, that is that tribalism thing is always, it's very deeply ingrained in humanity clearly. Um, <clears throat> Right, but that's why we have frontal lobes. So <laughs> we can do better. Anyways, um, but yeah, so I think they do. That's one of the ways they might be manipulating uh, people. You know what I mean? So, um, but they don't seem to quite know when they are, for reasons I'll get into my ideas of of uh, of that. But. Um, there's often a very deep sense of dread that's noted. Um, very similar to very places that are very, very haunted. Often, um, one of the scientific theories is that these are just places that have some kind of natural infrasound. Because mm-hmm. um, infrasound in a certain percent of the population, and Mythbusters tested this, I believe, as well. Um, but like in a certain percent of the population, it can cause this intense dread, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't, it turns out there's statistically that not enough of the population really would have these sensations for this to kind of be so prevalent in these stories. Right. So yeah, there's this deep sense of dread and it comes from this feeling like something's wrong, you know, here, something isn't, isn't something's deeply wrong, basically coming from these these seemingly innocent children, right? And that, and it often uh, is when you see their eyes, you know, because they're a void, basically. The people that, yeah, as you notice, the people who do invite them in, they nothing good happens. The skin cancer guy, that's yeah, uh, that was one I had uh, I had heard. And then there's another one that I get like a burst appendix. Yeah, um, yeah like you, the stories where they invite them in are never good. Mm-hmm. So. I I definitely think that they are demons for sure. Like maybe <clears throat> baby demons in a way, like some kind of like low level <sighs> because they clearly need some sort of quote unquote adult supervision. Right. Yeah. And if they just arrived, maybe somehow, maybe they have to like feed. So they are using their natural predator instincts that they're just learning how to use kind of thing, you know, to manipulate humans into dinner, you know, Mm -hmm. and then, and then their, you know, their parents, quote unquote, the black eyed adults, which is another common thing. Um, and those stories are even more interesting, but there's the, um, yeah, so to me, they are definitely a like a a demon of some sort, you know, like an archon of some sort, this negative entity. Um, and then there's some myths to back that that up, but they are um, they're definitely vampiric, which is a check mark, you know, for those kind of entities. They're um, they cause disease, which is another check mark, you know. I mean, it's 
and if you invite them in, you're giving them permission, you know? So I think that, um, the, they're definitely a, I don't know. There seems to be some other things that happened. There were some stories I think I read where, yeah, there was a kid, I think it was a child that had autism. Like when the, when the person, when they, when they rang the doorbell, um, and the person went up and, and, um, like the kid actually ran towards the parent telling them not to open the door. And I don't know, like from studying autism and savantism and all these things over the years and Asperger's and things like that. Like, I, I wonder, you know, like sometimes people do get these you know, even if their social skills and things like that have been diminished significantly, sometimes they get enhanced things like musical abilities and artistic abilities and things like that. Who's to say there's not extra sensory abilities we're not even aware of that get enhanced too, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if ESP and these psychic abilities like clairsentience and clairaudience and clairvoyance and all of those, you know, if all of those are actually real, if you just, let's just say it is for, for argument's sake, um, then maybe those are getting enhanced too. So maybe autism isn't what we think it is. Maybe it's mm-hmm. some, sort of, you know, I don't know. But anyways, black-eyed adults are, there's a few stories with them, and uh, there's one I heard with bla- with the black-eyed kids where there's also a white-eyed kid or a white-eyed adult that shows up in the story. So basically what happens is that the, if I remember this story correctly, these black-eyed kids showed up at the door, you know, trying to get the person to let them in, blah, 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 same old story. And then the... um the person didn't didn't let them in and then um like told them to go away and they got angry you know and they start kind of like being more threatening a little bit and um, they ended up dis- disappearing and I knew there was another knock on the door and i think it was a a, a there was whereas there were three black-eyed children there was just one white-eyed girl and she was basically asking her questions about what she saw and if or she had seen these these black eyed children and um, she said, basically, uh, you know, like, thank you. And uh, they won't be bothering you anymore. So the question is, <clears throat> and that seems to this seems to be echoed in some other stories, like with black eyed adults, where like another person or like a person will see a black eyed adult like staring at them. And then it's that intense fear and dread and everything. And out of nowhere, this adult, whoever person will come in and, and put their hand on the, their shoulder and this intense calm and resolve and peace comes over them in these stories. And then they're like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. And that black eyed adult, the demon basically leaves because you know, which to me says, okay, pos- negative entities, you're going to have negative entities, you're going to have positive entities as well. Um, yeah. So to me, and I think some of them are hunters in a way, like it's their job to hunt down demons, basically, that get into our realm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they're coming in temporarily from the astral, and what you're seeing is a thought form, you know? You're not seeing what they really look like energetically. You're seeing a thought form, which again goes back to what I was saying about them kind of mirroring certain things like like race. It's a way to try to manipulate humans. Um, 
But the thing about it is I don't think those these low-level demons, these archons, whatever they are, got here like um I think it's almost by accident in a way. It's like they stole a car, but they don't know how to drive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like whereas someone who knows how to drive a car, like an adult, <laughs> you know what I mean, might be a little more accurate. Right? Yeah. And knowing where they are in the spectrum of time, because there's so many stories of visiting the astral realm where the time dilation where someone's gone for 300 years of our years, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. to them, it's only, you know, it's been nothing like that. So Mm -hmm. what, when I was, uh, you know, doing some more little research on this, I went to several like, you know, forums, paranormal forums. And while people still say that the black eyed kids are out there, they say that they've been encountering more black eyed adults, that there seems to be more activity of black eyed adults these days than there are encounters of black eyed kids, children. Well, the black eyed kids grew up, right? Yeah, th- that was where my maybe. brain was going is that maybe they're not, you know, adolescent demons anymore. Maybe they are adult demons now. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. uh, um, and that's what they're doing is they've graduated their power. <laughs> maybe their, maybe their power has grown beyond the need of having to be like, Hey, can I come in? I don't have a gun. Um, <laughs> and yeah. they're, they're able, they're better hunters for us now because they're older. Yep. I want to know like the co- like maybe you can answer this is cause like, I try to find it. Like I see ghosts and demons on this mostly but some people you know say that they that there's potential of them being aliens and the one story and, that, and that's honestly why i added the vermont story is like the skin cancer thing because we've talked about aliens in the past on the podcast where you know after aliens yeah radiation where mm-hmm, the yeah. person that dealt with these aliens the terrible even roommate. if it was with the sword yeah, yeah terrible roommate uh <laughs> had like you know indentions on his skin and had nausea and it seemed like he had radiation poisoning and but outside of that i don't really see a lot of overlap with aliens and the black eyed children i'm sure there's overlap in like sightings and stuff like that but like would you know the reasoning why people think that the black eyed children are potentially uh extraterrestrial yeah, I mean, you got the association with the black eyes too, with the grays. Yeah, you know yeah. That, <clears throat> that concept. I mean, that's an obvious. Um, but besides that, they really don't have like that big of a. A lot of people want to connect the the black eyed adults with the men in black, but they don't share that many similarities with the men no. in black mythos no. either. Like they don't. The men in black aren't. They're not really good. I mean, they're they're definitely leaning bad, I think, but they're not really like. I don't know. They're more neutral, a little bit. I don't know. It's hard to describe. They're not aggressive. Yeah, right? like our, like our perception of Men in Black is completely different than yeah, from the actual stories. From the yeah, from the actual yeah. stories and like. The men in black we talk about aren't filming rap videos no. and making lighthearted comedy movies. No. 
Yeah, but that was the only thing I really saw with like the overlap of potential. That's about it for me too. I mean, there's really no other. There's nothing else really to me that would connect them besides that. But at the same time, from my perception, both answers are right anyways. I mean, call them aliens, call them negative aliens, call them demons. What you know, you can call them the the what do they call them? Dracos. The the, Mm -hmm. is that the the draconians right in the in the UFO um, modern mythos? It's Mm -hmm. it's draconians, and you know, or you can call them archons, or you can call them whatever. At the end of the day, they're just a parasitic, predatory species of energy vampires from beyond. But you know, it's it's um, yeah. I mean, that pretty much seems like to me that's what these are. I don't really. You can call them what you want, <clears throat> I guess. Yeah, I don't think anyone's necessarily wrong on that one. Um. I mean, of course, again, maybe they appear to us how we, you know, again, our perceptions obviously have an effect, right? So I guess they'll kind of appear to you in whatever form you yeah. find more acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually is kind of going to the perception thing that oh, I can bounce to the some of the legends if you want. Yes. There's two main ones. One is uh, Native American, uh, the Iroquois. And the other is Scandinavian. You'll enjoy that one. Yeah. Yeah, the Myling is the Scandinavian one. Um, The Iroquois one is my favorite one. So this one will call to mind some things I already taught. We've already talked about, like on my channeling episode, we we did when I hosted that one, we did uh, talked about the like that Yauta Bayoth, like Nidhogg, that like ultimate evil type character, right? You know, that's that's prevalent, the Satan type character, you know, that really um, demon of the pit kind of thing uh, that is all over mythology. It also kind of has a, a name in Native American Iroquois mythology. Um, I'm reading, I'm going to read a little bit from this just because it's <clears throat> probably written better than I can rattled off my head uh it's uh, a website called somethingwicked.com but it says the black-eyed children also appear in native american iroquois legends as black-eyed and pale-skinned possessed offspring of the quote-unquote evil-minded one and unsuspecting uh iroquois woman the evil-minded one is a dark archetype and a satan-like being who took the form of a reptilian snake man but would also try to manifest in human form in order to try and mate with the unexpecting Iroquois woman. Reportedly, a black-eyed infant were usually killed at birth by tribal elders and were then burned to prevent resurrection. It was also believed that unlucky children who became lost or alone in the woods would be easy targets for the evil-minded one to project Otcon onto. The infected with Otcon were said to be ferocious, mean, and often had a taste for human flesh. Otcon is a uh, a broad term used to describe evil or negative energy, things, beings, and or forces that live in the world around us, which try to penetrate the world from the underworld, the skies, or other dimensions of consciousness and reality and try to possess, destroy, 
<clears throat> and be focused as a weapon against people, objects, and animals. So that's just a very long, fancy way of saying they're demons. Um, pretty much. But um so they have these basically these these demons that they um uh in this in this oracle legend and they often would show up as children and um like you would have someone that would just be wandering the jungle and kind of want you to take them back to your tribe or your village right and uh that was a common uh recurring version of that of the black eyed legend uh black eyed uh, kids legends is them appearing in forests too so maybe they can try to like get you to like maybe this is how they did it back in the day right you know maybe they were like trying to get you to take them back take me back to your tribe i'm a, I'm a lost child right yeah. and back then that that would be a totally more effective way than today where people have much more probably mistrust like if you were even though people were more tribal uh, you know it will they probably if you saw a lost child needing help you would probably i would assume i don't know maybe attempt it <laughs> I hope to think that at least. <laughs> well, I don't know. The Canadians might because they leave their doors unlocked and Canadians are unnaturally friendly. So I guess yeah, why, why do we see more of them in, in the United States, the southern United States, especially like around Texas? That doesn't make any yeah. sense. Because Walmart. Because yeah. Walmart. Walmart. You know they're negative. Walmart. They're attracted. To, they're attracted to negative energy, right? So Walmart and Waffle House. Yep. Walmart that's and Waffle House. That's what. And that's why they're here. Is Walmart and Waffle House? I just uh, had a thought. Go Maybe on. They're just really hungry. Sorry. Classes of demons. Okay, so maybe they're like maybe maybe the same thing happens at Waffle House, but they're demons of gluttony. So maybe these ones oh. from Walmart are demons of uh, avarice, of greed. That's what I, I don't know. Saying. Yeah. Hmm. Holy shit. What there if we're go. right? Oh, God. Indeed. Crazy. Oh, no. All right. No, I, That was an on-air on epiphany there. <laughs> I read the Aragoy legend. Um, yeah. And that was <laughs> the one that, you know, stuck out to me. But I yeah. figured I figured you would. I figured if I did this, you would go for that route. <laughs> well, you know me. Yeah. yeah, and well, and the thing about it is that that myth is there's more details you can find too at other sites. But like it's, um, you know, they're describing um, the same kind of um, um, concept, like uh, or you know that we we have in many uh, mythologies today and and ones from totally different parts of the world you know you've got this <clears throat> you you've got this uh energy um uh, i can't remember what they called it it was something similar oh arenda yeah the opposite of otcon so if otcon's like this negative energy well then you also have this life force energy right Oat, which is arenda which is basically sounds kind of similar to chi or prana or you know yeah. um yeah ba and so there's so many different names for it but yeah, it's cool that they recognize that there's this opposite to it too, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is that, you know, yeah, it's just this energy that doesn't belong here, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, 
Myling would be the other one, which is the Scandinavian myth. And uh, that one, it's believed to be a restless child spirit that was abandoned and left to die in a remote area, such as out in the wilderness or outhouses by the uh, their parents without a proper burial. Sometimes a mother unable to care for her child or to conceal an undesirable birth. So uh, I think I've seen... I can't remember what it was, but I saw it portrayed actually on something like a TV show or something. I can't remember what it was, but, uh, yeah, the miling is a really messed up myth. There's a lot of Scandinavian Germanic ones where yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just, just read the original grim fairy tales and you'll know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, so the spirits were thought to be seeking revenge, having been denied a name and a proper burial and are reported to haunt the dwellings uh, of the parents who abandoned them or the place that they were left to die and are described as being slender with hollow eyes. Um, they are also believed to ask a traveler to give them a name or to ask permission for something or if their parents uh, go on to have more children, come back to the lives of their new children, blah, 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 you know, just doing demonic crap, right? Just trying to feed off people, basically. Yeah. And so, um, but it's interesting, you know, the hollow eyes thing and them being children, appearing as children, especially like the ones where they would appear like out in snowdrifts during blizzards. And, and that's another uh, place where they often uh, will appear is during blizzards. Mm-hmm. Uh, even today, even today, there's stories of that because now, now they're like upping your like the empathy game, right? Like, oh, I might freeze to death if you don't let me inside. You know, yeah. Like, what the yeah, you know. And so they're making you have to feel like a monster to say no. You know, yeah, no. yeah. It's pretty messed up. It's definitely messed up. They uh, are manipulative little bastards, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, um this one of the stories I just wanted to mention, given my wheelhouse again, is is like protective magic and stuff. But the um um there was uh one of the stories it was a I can't remember what tribe he said he was. I think it was Sue, and I'm not sure. But uh, it was it was a story. I think it happened on a reservation. But anyways, I had the, this whole interaction. But the the black eyed, I think it was a black eyed kid. He ended up not um, not like wanting to come into the car or something like that. Um, and anyways, long story short, they. Uh, basically attested it to the fact that they had sweet grass hanging around the the um, uh, river mirror. And sweet grass is actually a good protective herb for those people who are into herbology or anything, but for uh, spiritual purposes, uh, you've got a few different ones, but sweet grass is one of those that will help purify an area, kind of like white sage does or palo santo. Um, the um the sweet grass has um similar effect but it also has an extra one of drawing good spirits towards you and towards your space so you can force out the negative spirits with like the white sage and palo santo and witch grass and things like that and then draw in the good spirits if you you know want that 
Some people just like their space clear, I guess. But. Yeah, just don't want anybody there. Just don't want any yeah. kind of spirit presence there. But, you know, I, I, like we could talk about that on another episode and the, the, where it's like, I think yeah. that, you, that it's that preconceived notion of just like spirits are ghosts. And they're going to fuck shit yeah. up. No, no, not no, always, no, no. Not always. Not always. Uh, David, any thoughts? Um, man, I mean, I don't fucking know, dude. The fact that, like, there's, like, opposites, right? The the wide-eyed, because when you were initially bringing up the wide-eyed adults and children, I was like, to me, that would be more freaky to see, I think, wide eyes. I think just yeah. because of like social conditioning, because you know you you would expect a demon to have pure pitch black eyes, well, right? Yeah. But true. when you see like a wide eyed, you know, thing like before, yeah. it, you know, gives you that feeling of like everything's okay. So like, dude, your eyes are fucking white. What? No, you're not. Yeah. A, are you a demon? Hello. Well, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that is one of the theories out there. Was that uh, I read that that those are higher level demons, possibly. Yeah. You know, that's one of the theories that's, that's been. Out that's my understanding of wide eye is mm-hmm. higher but level. I don't really think that's the case because it seems like they're hunting the black eyed kid sometimes, and mm-hmm. they could just you be know, a really thing- mad babysitter. Well, that, no. Here's they, the thing: you ha- the thing you have to remember about angels is angels aren't what we—they're not fucking babies with little wings, little chubby little bastards flying around in the clouds. They're uh, extremely destructive when they need to be, and sometimes they do some very bad things. You should read the Bible. <laughs> like yeah, they yeah. destroy it's entire cities, archangels yeah. especially. A little bit bad. A little bit bad. Yeah. Well, no, that's the thing. You know, they're warriors. Archangels especially, right? Archangels are warriors, right? So some of the lower level angels, maybe they're hunters. Maybe they have special specialties, right? Basically, they're like bounty hunters, I guess, in a way. But I don't know what their bounty would be. Or maybe it's, you know what I mean? Like the armies of heaven versus the armies of hell. It's a classic trope, and it probably is for a reason. (laughs) You know? Right. You know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's wishful thinking, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it does. If 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 there's any credence to these stories, and if they're true and things like that, like some of them at least, um, then I do have to consider that. You know, that if these wide-eyed entity is giving you this intense feeling of calm and peace, you know, during that encounter, I kind of have to consider the fact that like to project that kind of energy that entity would have to also have that internally right Mm -hmm. so like you're not going to get a lot of that from i don't think from a demon person (laughs) well to play devil's advocate that could be trying to lure their prey into a false sense of security (laughs) yeah true 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 yeah you feel great you feel great yeah but or maybe it's a, a different demon from a different class, like we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. but we're right. all kind of on agreement that we don't think they're extraterrestrial. I don't mm. think so. Tomato, Not tomato, like the sense of tomato, tomato. Yeah, 
but they're not let's put this to you this way that they are not like little green men (laughs) no okay no i don't think they're grays yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. i don't either i think there's something different i think they're just like a different class of demon or something and they just spiritually slipped into our world yeah, or however that works. I don't know how they reproduce. I don't really want to know. Yeah, I, yeah I'm good. I'm yeah. good on that. I'm, I'm good, good on that. that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's my opinion. Yeah. Anybody? Uh, that yeah. The I, I think we're kind of all they're demons. They're demons. Yeah. Yeah. None they're of demons. us. None of us. They're they're demons. Little and maybe little babbies. Yeah. Um, at demons at worst, and uh, ghost tether to. Kathy Lee Gifford oh. sweatshop collection. <laughs> oh God. God! Damn it! Yep. They're one right. of those two. Maybe it's oh. like Demon Boy Scouts, right? Hey, they're getting sued right now. That would make so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are getting oh. sued. They're getting sued into oblivion. Like I don't think the Boy Scouts are going to be around much longer. No. No, no they're they're going to go history pretty soon. Yeah. But that's a story for another day. Yeah, we're not going down that one. Yeah, we're not going down that. Too much, too much ammunition. Yeah, that would be another hour and too much ammunition and probably a lot of canceling. Yeah, we'll get completely banned. Yeah, we'll get banned across the board. Yeah. All right. Plugs anybody? Not yet. Yep, not yet. All right. uh, Coming, coming soon, but not yet. TBD. Or something. All right. Yeah, TBD. All right. Well, we're the high kind. And uh, if you like what you hear, we're on every platform Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music. Uh, Tune in. Uh, You can follow us at thehighkind.com. Give us some ratings, likes, subscribes. It helps people find the show. Uh, Add us on TikTok, uh, TikTok at highkindpod. And have a great night. Bye. Bye. Why are you dancing? Because <laughs> I knew. I just wanted to do it silently just to fuck with you guys. <laughs>